Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, straight white whale. Happy birthday to us. I know I look like a a paedophile right now. <laughs> Your yeah. French fancies as well, one. French fancies, Yazoo. Chocolate Yazoo on the table. All that's missing is me just saying, you want to see my puppies? Anyway, before we get into the madness, Paul, we have a sponsor this week. Tell us who. No problem, mate. It's from a friend. His name is Michael Burns, and he has started a new company called Lamb Solutions Limited. Now, I've got this down on my phone because I am dyslexic, and I've wrote it out in a way that I can read it, so bear with me. His details will pop up on the screen. His number will come up on the screen. So if you want his details, give him a call. And there's also a code called Deransky20 for a 20% discount. That's Deransky, D-A-R-A-N-S-K-I 20. Deransky was a nickname that I had when I was in school and Michael was in my school. So Lamb Solutions Limited is a property maintenance company. It does everything from kitchen fitting. Um, they also work doing like resealing baths, showers, electrical, joinery, plumbing, anything that you need in your house, they will do it. So it says here, he knows that everyone says this, but there is a no, no job too big that they wouldn't do. So if you need anything done in your house, kitchen, bathroom, anything at all, get in touch with Michael Burns. His mobile number will come up on the screen and use my code for a 20% discount. So there we go. And before we get into the podcast, as always, I like to give a shout out to Back Onside. Back Onside are a mental health charity. They specialize in you know helping young men but it's not just young guys it's everybody if you if you're a female or whatever you identify as if you need help with your mental health get in touch with back on site there's services there um available therapies available that i use as well and i feel amazing i mean i know i'm sitting here looking very suspicious but trust me i do therapy and i feel amazing <laughs> if you go onto the back on side website as well just check out their stuff because they run events they do comedy nights and they do all these after dinner speaking events and stuff it's very very good but you know there's things available there alcoholics anonymous a free service for people that are struggling with addiction you've got breathing space you've got the samaritans all this at our fingertips for absolutely free this is the world that we are living in now and then i would like to give a shout out to brothers in arms brothers in arms are doing a comedy night at the tenants bar this saturday and i'm headlining very very proud to be doing that it's a great charity suicide awareness again for young guys paul does their podcast he produces their podcast and does all the stuff um if you want to check them out go and check them out if you've got a family member that's struggling then help them out so let's get the podcast started talk to you soon i'm not i'm not revealing my face mate <laughs> i'm gonna just wear the hat 
Chris. You know what I could do? It's a wee hat for my beard. Can people see you just now? Yeah. I feel like we've ruined a joke. You know, like the home improvement guy with the fence. I'll just keep it like that then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Would you like a chocolate Yazoo? Aye, go for it, Matt. I'll pass it over to you. Thank you very much. Like I'll take a French fancy, why not? What one would you like? I'll take pink, just to like break all the gender stereotypes and that, you know. To make the boys wink. If there's a green one here, I'd be like greenion for a fenian. Yeah. I've just cancelled myself there, didn't I? Aye, mate. No, we're allowed to say fenian. White people are allowed to say the n-word. We're allowed to say the f-word. The pink one. No, thank you. One will do. Everything in moderation, Dom. <laughs> Radio. So this is fucking weird, isn't it, Paul? Aye, mate. Now I've got a fucking camera on me. Super weird. Do you know, Hank, it's absolutely crazy that we are one year old? Aye, mate. It's ridiculous. How quick does time fly? I mean, it feels like we've been doing it forever as well. Do you want mm. your water? Yes, please. I'm going to crack open my chocolate yazoo. Thank you, mate. I only tried one of these for the first time a couple of weeks ago. They look cracking, they, mate. Oh, no, man. What, man? Whose birthday is it? Whose birthday? I used to do clown college, nah. Nah, nobody talked to me, nah. Just like I'm invisible man, aye. <laughs> Walking down Sucky Hall Street, everybody's trying to get to their job. What? Like I'm a fucking animal, aye. Elephant man, aye. What, you got a birthday hat on for me? You know the point? You want to buy shares in your zoo? <laughs> I had a, a guy outside the Tesco on Sucky Hall Street the other day and I like to respond to them. I like to treat people that are begging like human beings because they're human beings. Yeah. And uh, the guy was like, uh, just, he didn't even say it. He was just pure, all right, big man. And I was like, sorry, mate, I've got no change. And he was like, I ain't bother. Mm. Like, no, genuinely don't have any change, mate. I'm sorry. I get asked for change there. He says, big man, you get any change? Other than that, I'll get you in the way back out, mate. And then I said, I've actually no goat change, mate. We live in a cashless society. And he was just like, ah, what you talking about? I says, he's that fucking birthday hat. <laughs> You've got a podcast. <laughs> Did you steal your birthday hat off a guy begging? Yeah, basically. Good. Did he give you the yazoo? Aye. Can I eat this? I'm not going to eat it into the mic because I know when people listen to that shit. They'll probably love it, mate. Go for it. A mukbang. <laughs> Oh there's yeah, de there's definitely a few weirdos out there that would love to hear you eat a fucking a French fancy. I'll shut up for two minutes so you can do it right. I've been calorie counting for eighty two days. I've not really been eating shit. Imagine this as a mukbang. Imagine this was the first thing you ever seen as a mukbang, just like that. Uh, uh, I'm actually coming in my pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. Good. Mm. 
I've got a couple of questions about the French fancy. Mm. Oh. That's outrageous, isn't it? That noise. We cancel, cancel oh, my I had a blackout there, Paul. I'm sorry. I blacked it. What makes them French? Question number one. Question number two. What makes them fancy? Those are good questions. Because Mr. Kipling's British, actually, isn't he? Is he real? I'd like to think so. I'm going to Google that. He died a gout. Did they actually? No, I don't know. Oh, just too much sugar, was it? It's like Uncle Ben. Remember him? Mm-hmm. They took him after. I'm getting pins and needles all up my shins, past my kneecaps, by the way. Really? Yeah. That's so good. So the Mr. Kipling brand name came from an Irish baker. Irish, mm. not British. Distinction. Mr. Seamus Kipling, who lived in London. Nah, British company. The company says Mr. Kipling exists in the hearts and the manners of bakeries, employees, and cake lovers alike. So, But he was not, in fact, a real person. That has made me fucking devastated. So if you owned a bakery, you could say that Mr. Kipling lives inside you? <laughs> Aye. Is, is Uncle Ben real? Let's consult Google. I think Uncle Ben's like racist, like borderline racist. Does that know why they took him off the? Yes. Uncle Ben, real person. Uncle Ben is the name of a fictional character first used in 1946 as a reference to an African-American Texan rice farmer. However, the company said that the image used on the Uncle Ben packaging was a beloved Chicago chef and waiter named Frank Brown. Uncle Ben is not a real person. Just shattering fucking dreams, mate. Telling That's people fucking, fucking Santa doesn't exist today. Uncle Ben's no real. Mr. Kipling's no real. What the fuck? They're lovely. I'm going to put them away. They're unreal. You can have them tonight or give them to your girlfriend. You can go in the fucking bin. I think it's... Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think it's... Um, I think it's terrible to make such a calorie-dense food edible in one bite. Yeah. I mean, it is quite a lot of calories. It's uh, 107 calories for a wee square shite. Fucking hell, man. The Yazoo's good, though. It's like a well-balanced diet. Like a, 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 a nutritionally balanced meal that you're having now. In my men mentally ill mind, I'm like, I can't eat them all, even though I'm still within my calories. <laughs> yeah, like, I've had 107 calories worth of Mr. Kipling. Do you know what I need today? 40,000 steps. <laughs> That's the type of <laughs> shit that goes in my head. Even when I was looking at cakes in the shelf, there was a birthday cake in there. It was like dark chocolate Belgium. It was like 900 calories or something. And I, I was thinking if I eat that full cake, then I just, I won't eat till Monday and then it'll level out. I'm like, nah, just buy a box of fucking biscuits. So did you try your fasting last week? Oh, nah, I fucked it. The only reason I never did it, though, is because I had food in the fridge that was gone out of date on the day. And I thought, I'm really a waste food. So I just ate my, my calories, my goal, and I'll find a day. I might do it tomorrow. Oh, you're talking about doing like a full 24-hour fast? Or yeah. no, like an 18-hour or something like that? Right, okay. No, I could do 16 or 18. Mm-hmm. Did you just break your fast there with that? Aye, mate, but it's all right. It's fucking quarter to eight at night. All right, okay. 
Are you enjoying your Yazoo? I've no had it. I don't think I'll have it, mate. Why? I'll have it later. Why It'll make me feel to... sluggish. Why do you have to ruin my birthday? I might sound like I'm having a wank in the corner here. Oh, but actually I'm just uh, shaking up the other way. You could get out a fucking flare with that, man. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Get out uh-huh. when you're tiling. Aye, how could you use the Yazoo? So thick. That's so oh, thick, right. man. <laughs> I've never heard that before. You can grow a flare with that. That's Tyler Potter. He used to be a, a Tyler. Uh, a labourer for a Tyler. No. Actually. Now I'm getting horrific flashbacks of labouring for a Tyler. Went up to Dundee in a working site. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be over 18. And I was 16. Right. Cash in hand. And never tiled really before in my life before all mm-hmm. these rules and laws came in and i, I remember get out and a flare with my bare horns because i was so panicking to rush the guy was like in a rush because it's like you get paid he was getting paid differently it was like paid by the amount of work you do right rather than hourly right so he was fucking bombing for it right and i just snapped and i started grouting the tiles with my bare fingers and then five minutes later passed and I was, it burned your fingers. I never knew that. Oh, does it? Aye. Holy so shit. I, I ran out screaming and had to dip my horns in a mad bucket of water. Just screaming. Fucking hell. Went to the toilet. was greeting and stuff. I was like, no wonder everybody's a fucking alky on a, a worky site. <laughs> um, how did you end up like a fucking Thailand labourer at 16? My brother's mate. Oh. He's got one up to Dundee. He's staying dicks. Michael Burns? No. <laughs> I was like, yeah, tell me, I don't think you're supposed to work 17 hours a day. Uh, this does me feel right. Child labour laws and, and all that sort yes. of stuff. So, obviously, this is a big podcast, but I always like to ask you, how has your week been? Thought you were gonna, I thought you were going to miss that there, mate. Never. Never, baby. Um, I've had a good week, mate. Good. Um, I had... Uh, my back's still good, but no, I had um, I had a mock exam for my end of year exams yesterday, and uh, it went well, mate. But I've been a bit stressed. Yeah, end of year exams. Uh huh. What do you mean? Like my academic year was done. Does that always happen? When you go to uni, or when you go to no, I thought you were finished uni. I am, I'm finished the classes, there's no classes, but I've got my exams to take. All right, okay. Fuck, that must be stressful. It was really stressful. Um, And it was like, it was a mock. It was a mock exam with like experts. So you're sitting on Zoom and they're sitting fucking staring at you on Zoom. And you're like having a role play therapy. It's fucking brutal, mate. But I got a good score for my mock exams. Gave me confidence for my exam. Good, mate. When is your exam? Two weeks. Two, luck, week, two weeks yesterday. I mean, it looks like I'll squish it because <clears throat> I didn't particularly think that I did anything exceptional yesterday with my performance. And they said that I would be like a top 5% pass, meaning oh. I would get 95% or above for what I did yesterday. So it's gave me a bit of confidence because I did fuck up a couple of bits. <clears throat> you could just show them a picture of me sitting with this hat on and say, look, look what I'm looking after. <laughs> Like, I've <laughs> saved society. 
by looking after this fucking man ape. Oh, wait. Uh, I'll, sh- I'll make a clip of the bit where you talk about the guy in the windy or the jury's in and um, just making sure the audio's looking good here um, and say look I, I harbour a serial killer once a week in my studio and, and I make him alright <laughs> <laughs> he has to drain himself five times a day or he'll eat somebody's face like a monkey <laughs> so that, <laughs> that's been my week mate um, I'm looking forward to the funny bunch on Sunday mate yes Funny bunch on Sunday for here. This is fucking uncomfortable. I mean, that's why I've took mine off. It's kind of hurting my uh, skin, my beautiful baby face skin. Did you get a shave? At yeah, the... my handsome, amazing skin. I was even like that to the Turkish guy, mate. Come on, he was like, ah, I know, I know, mate. These fingers, he was like, ah, mate. It's like fucking dolphin skin, mate. It was like, I know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you ever felt a dolphin? I've never. No. Have you? No, but uh, why imagine what it feels like? I, I'd love to. I'd love to chill out with a dolphin for a bit. Smoke a joint with a dolphin. Aye. <laughs> Ask it a question. What? What makes a French fan say one French? Take a wee sip, pal. Flipper. <laughs> Just is it cool to get a dolphin? Yeah, you no. <laughs> It's my birthday, man. Monte fuck. Oh, mate. Dolphins are that intelligent, but they'd be like, ah, no, it's too many calories and that. Hey, man, do you know what makes me sad? That uh, pigs are supposed to be pure super intelligent. We've spoke about this before. Have we? Was it you that told me? Did yes. you educate me? Okay, I'll just shut the fuck up then. Three times more intelligent than a dog. Sad that we slaughter them into man. It is sad. It's really fucking... Uh, Sad. I seen a pig on a swing in a video the other day, and I was like, Man, "Can I believe I'm eating that?" <laughs> As you were eating bacon, <laughs> As I'm calorie counting, drinking bone broth and broth and stuff. I'm like, "What the fuck happened to me, man?" I was a hardcore vegan before this podcast. No, I'm drinking liquid pig. Aye, aye. Mm. Pure gibber and shite to cunts in the restaurant about bone broth. I've had depression, right? Back in with my mom and my dad, you know, locked down my head, was fucked on my hair, fucking fell out. But see, this man drinking bone broth, man, it's like drinking a potion. It's like drinking a potion. They're like, can you get out of the restaurant? I've got a sugar high off that fucking. You're buzzing, buzzing your tits off, mate. <coughs> we were actually talking about you in the studio the other day. Yes. Uh-huh. We were talking about how good your hair transplant is. Oh, thank you very much. Paul Craig was in. His hair transplant looks spectacular. Yes. And he was saying, I don't think I've ever seen somebody where it's took so well, which I was like, kind of like, because he's got like luscious curly locks, like he's at his hair's curling and all that, like what the fuck? Um, and then I was like, oh no, wait, Dan Connell's hair transplant's looking good as well. And he was like, shows it, showed me, he was like, ah, it's looking good. He's a good boy, isn't he? The big Paul was admiring you. I like Paul. I class him as a pally. I'm his best mate, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I got a funny DM on Instagram the other day. Who <laughs> fae? I don't know, man. I'll read it out to you. It was just, just weird. Nothing like, nothing particularly strange. Like, but just in case people are like, they're, they're like, ooh, what's he going to say here? Let me, let me find him. I'm not going to name the guy. He sent me, he followed me, right? And he, he sent me a message saying, hey, mate, how are you? Just reaching out as we've never spoken before. And I was like, this is strange. I clicked on the guy's profile and it's not like anything like weird or whatever. So I was like, I'm all good, mate. How are you? Question mark. And he was like, I'm not bad, thanks. 
just noticed that you've got a photo in your profile with Chris Bungard. Do you know him? Question mark. And then I just was like, fuck off. Oh, really? I think that's a weird fucking... Maybe it's a mad Bungard fan. fan. Been sitting pure. <clears throat> Tugging one out. Mate, I had that with Stokes. Anthony Stokes. See, when he played in Turkey. Mm-hmm. He thought Stokes follows me on Instagram. Right. And I had a mad Turkish, a wee guy for Turkey. was like, please DM Anthony and tell him that I love him and all that. And uh, I blocked him because he was relentless. And he messaged me for another account. And that's really common, mate. Right. I've had that with other comedians. People messaging me. Can you tell him? I see such and such is following you. Can you tell him to follow me and all that? <laughs> like, nah. You need to go through the fucking hog if you want that. Aye, mate. You're like, but if it's a nice woman, it's like, could you tell such and such? Do you bother? Do you bother? Do you bother, pal? Send their voice notes like. <laughs> you want a Mr. Kipling? <laughs> Do you want a bottle of chocolate? I've got a bottle of banana yazoo that I don't want. <laughs> Do you want it? Funny bunch. That's what you're talking oh, about. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> aye. Back to the conversation. I saw bank holiday <laughs> weekend this weekend and I forgot that it was a bank holiday. I was looking at ticket sales and it's like, it's going to sell out basically. Oh really? Again, I mean, mate. there's still, as always, it sells out on the night. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to sell out on the night, but the ticket sales have been a lot more than previous. Right. And I'm like, I wonder why? Because it's bank holiday Monday. So, no, but last time when you announced it as a bank holiday weekend and it wasn't actually a bank holiday weekend, like half of the stand started getting pissed and told we were like, oh wait a minute, it's not a bank holiday. I know. Even went on stage, I was like, ah, yes man, bank holiday, comedy, and they were like, what are you talking about? Like, ah, I've got learning difficulties. This a, I've got learning problems. <laughs> Red group. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> just have a wee kelt that, you, that pops up every now and again, just like Red group. Yeah, that was, here, this is what I looked like when I was in the fucking red group in school. This <laughs> is my this my school desk, Yazoo, cakes, a birthday hat. Mrs. McGinty, can I go to the toilet, please? Why? Because I've got chocolate Yazoo in my bum. <laughs> chocolate Yazoo leaking out your, your hole. Yes. So, will you make it on Sunday? Mate, I'll be there. Of course I'll Thank be there. Thank you, brother. Bringing Thank a, you. I'm bringing... To, well, you'd offered uh, Sharon, herself, and a friend on the guest list, so she's got a friend coming. And then I had a comment, a friend, a, a mutual friend, David McIntosh for Development by David podcast, which you and I have both been a guest on. Um, don't go and watch my episode, go and watch Darn's Minds of Shite. But um, he was asking me for a catch-up, because we've not seen each other in a while, and I was like, come to the Funny Bunch, we'll go for a, a beer before it. Awesome. Because it's a bank holiday in that. Ah, it'll be good. Letting the hair down. That will be good. I'm looking forward to it. Getting the rat out. Oh, mate, I'm I'm getting my arsehole out on stage on Sunday because it's bank holiday. Jerry Sadowich. <laughs> going to do a Jerry Sadowich. Aye. I'm just going to spread my arse cheeks as wide as possible. And I'm just going to be like, this is comedy, man. This is comedy in Scotland. <laughs> How do you feel about the that Jerry Sadowich? I think enough time's passed and there's been enough fucking... Arseholes talk about that. Let's hear your perspective on, excuse me, Jerry Sadowitch's French show. Because um, he got his dick out on stage, didn't he? And then yes. He, he, he's kind of a button man. 
That's that, that fucking cake. That French fancy, I coming back me. Rehypnol's cut. Uh, oh, fuck. Got an ache in the stuff an ache into the... I'm struggling to get that in because I took Rehypnol as well, so the both of you are fucked. Like, that was wrong. <laughs> Don't say that. Just wake up with a sore arsehole. But um, how do you... What do you think? So, I've went to see Jerry Sadovich before. Right. I've seen him in Edinburgh. Right. Because I knew that he was going to be carnage and it was ve- it was curiosity. I wanted to go and see him. Now, I didn't find him funny, but there was something enjoyable about the absolute car crash of watching that on stage. Right. He gets his dick out every single show that he does and he wank- he has a wank. He, like he wanks his fucking flaccid cock on stage. He's been doing stand-up for 30 years, mm-hmm. and if you knew anything about him, that is his kind of thing. Pulls his dick out. It's very common. Now, I don't find him funny. I find him quite offensive. He said some really outrageous stuff, probably racist, homophobic, like, outrageous. Right. But I'm at a stage in my life, if you don't like it and you don't find it funny... Don't, don't go, go and buy a fucking ticket. No, that doesn't mean that I support him. Jim Davidson is an absolute cunt. I hate his guts, right? I think I don't think he's funny, and I think he's a racist. I see, mate. I'm not gonna. I'm not going anywhere near his fucking show. If all these fucking gammon flag shaggers want to go and see him, go and see him. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it was pathetic of the venue to pull the show. If you're running a comedy show and you do not know what Jerry Sadowich is going to do on stage, then you're a fucking idiot. Mm. Honestly, you're an idiot. So see, I personally think, see if they cancelled that show, they've probably done it for, what's it called? Publicity? Yep. Right. I think so. I'm with you, mate. I've almost echoed everything that I've got to say. And I spoke to somebody else about it and I heard that it was the staff. There was a few members for so the staffing at the fringe this year apparently is fucking appalling. Wow. Because of COVID and they're trying to find volunteers and they couldn't get enough tech staff and they were struggling. And a couple of members of the staff at the venue were like, I'm not working if he's staying tomorrow night. Wow. But I don't know. That's coming through the grapevine. I don't know how true that is. Yeah. But no, I'm with you, mate. I think apparently the venue get multiple complaints. Half of people, fuck, I'm not changing this camera, mate. It's just... They're, uh, they're, they get complaints half of multiple people and I'm with you, mate. Why would you buy a ticket to go and see a fucking homophobic, sexist, racist comedian and then get upset with the fact that he was homophobic, sexist, racist and got his cock yeah. on stage? Don't get it. I'm at a stage now that there's so much more in life to be offended at. Life is really tough. And see if you're... Uh, see if a comedian's joke is ruining your day or your life mm-hmm. how fucking privileged are you i'm jealous of you uh burning fucking hell <laughs> happy birthday happy birthday straight white will i mate i love that i love what you just said there like yeah. to be offended at something well to be offended at a joke as a privilege yeah because you must not have a lot <laughs> you must not have a lot of stressors going on in your fucking life like your money and the cost of living and all that shit that's yeah. going on I seen him once, I seen him walking down the Trongate years ago. I was in a, a coffee shop, 
looked out a window and he was walking past. He, he wears the top hat outside. <laughs> he's a, actually a very... See his show, see his jokes. His mm -hmm. jokes are vulgar, right? Like, vile. Mm -hmm. But he's a magician. Aye, I know that. Aye, aye. He's so, a very good magician as well, apparently. Mate, he's fucking unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So seeing the carnage of his jokes, you're like, this is horrible. I can't believe I'm sitting here. He'll pull his cards out and do a trick, and you're like, what the fuck was that? He's like top dog in the magic circle, I think. Right, top virgin. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's whipping his dick out and wanking on stage he needs to i always think he looks like have you seen that film ghost uh-huh the guy in the train get off my get train get off my train he's famous that dude didn't he hi he was in one flew over the cuckoo's nest one flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah died of stomach cancer did he yeah sadly no longer wears oh man oh, patrick swayze as well yeah no longer with us whoopi goldberg still here unfortunately yeah Sorry, mate. <laughs> the scat man also died of stomach cancer. He wasn't the ghost, but he's a good guy. I like him. Scat man John? Was that? <laughs> scat man Yazoo. Um, we've also, we're also going to play a song at the end of the podcast. Um, it's an incredible band, actually, for Glasgow. Are you a fan? Mate, an unbelievably big fan. Yes. Um, I've had them on Rebel City back in the day. Twice I had Tom in. Tom Maguire. Uh, yep, and I seen them at the Merchant City Festival. They played at the old fruit market, and mate, what a show that boy puts on, man! Fuck me. Tom Maguire and the Brass Holes. Yep. They've actually got a new single coming out. Let me take a wee look at this. It's called Rise Up, and it's out on the fourteenth of October. And they've also got a massive gig at the Barras in January. So they're they are a very very talented band. They kind of remind me of, similar to the Dijon Mustard. Very much so, I think so. I like yeah. that sort of like funk party, good time yeah. sort of stuff. They've got that song about uh, Ric Flair. Aye. The wrestler Ric Flair. That was amazing. It went viral. And it's not the, it's not the only song that's going to get played at the podcast, Paul. How's that? <clears throat> I'm going to sing you a song. So well, when your birthday, okay, and I feel like the time is right for me to sing you a song. I'm, I'm a weird mix of aroused and scared. Yeah, I tell you what, see if you laugh. Uh huh. It's over. <laughs> I'm already laughing. Right, I'll try and. So, do you want what, what? What do you want on the camera? Do you want your face or my face as you sing me this song? And I try not to laugh. Because if I swear to God, if you laugh, it's finished. Okay. I love you, right? And I've tried my hardest to learn this, and this is not a joke. So, if you laugh, this is the last podcast. <laughs> okay. So I have to do my best not to laugh. Because I'll find so that offensive. Whose face is to be on the screen? Do you want your face or my face on the you, screen? You can do a bit of both. Right, I'll flick backwards and forwards. Yeah. Okay. So I'll just play it on Spotify and then I'll sing to it, right? You, you'll need to the speakers on the underside of your there? iPhone. No, just sit it there like that to the side and then okay. you speak into the... So one year birthday. Okay. Don't look at me. Because I can't look at you. You want me to look away? Yeah. But How this... do you know I'm not laughing if I'm looking away? Oh, you can look at me, but I can't look at you. Okay. 
You're laughing. I'm not laughing. I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Cops not ready. Right. Take two. Not take two. One take, Connell. as old as time true as it can be barely even friends then somebody bends unexpectedly just a little change small to say the least both a little scared neither one prepared beauty and the beast you're the beast (laughs) ever just the same ever a surprise ever as before ever just as sure as the sun will rise Tale as old as time Tune as old as song Bittersweet and strange Finding you can change Learning you were wrong Certain as the sun Rising in the east Tale as old as time Song as old as rhyme Beauty and the beast Tale as old as time Song as old as rhyme Beauty and the beast Off to the cupboard now with your chip it's past your bedtime. That was fucking horrific. <laughs> <laughs> I am sweating. I'm sweating as well. <laughs> I'm fucking sweating buckets, man. I don't know why. My God, man, I'm sweating. Oh, Yazoo. oh fuck's sake. I had a moment during that when I locked eyes with you and I felt like I connected with you telepathically and the both of us were like, what the fuck? <laughs> It's happening. <laughs> What's going on here? We connected through the mycelium network and we were pure. What the fuck is going on? Darren's lost it. Two minutes and 46 seconds of Beauty and the Beast. Well done, mate. Thank you very much. That, Thank that, you. That was for you. Thanks, babe. Um, How am I the beast? A handsome beast. Okay. Is it because of the beard? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not an actual beast. No, no, no. Well, not beast, beast. I'm the beast and the beauty and the beast. I, Okay. I imagine if Tom Maguire was like that, um, we need a support act for the Barras in January. Can you just come on and sing that? With the party hat on, though? Aye. Name music, a cappella. I'm actually dripping in sweat, mate. I'm sweating. (laughs) Beauty and the Beast. You ever thought about doing a musical? Or have you ever done a musical? That look like I've done a fucking musical. Red group musical, maybe. Right. Hey, everybody. Primary four. Like that. 
Have you ever done any school shows? I've got a belter, mate. I was a fucking belter. Right, so I'll tell you mine first. Yeah. Very quick. I was in one called The Lollipop Man, and I went to play the part of man number three, and I was so shite, a bird got it. So that's my that's my experience with acting right. when I was younger. What about yours? I was the the plant in Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> <laughs> Not the voice. I was inside the fucking plant. Feed me Seymour. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do the voice. You just did the mechanics? I was in the plant. Amazing. There was like a custom-made fucking big plant. It was shite because <laughs> we we were like, I don't know, I doubt that yours would have been the same, but we were like a musical theatre school. So we get like extra funding. Oh, right, yeah. put on like these huge, so it was like three nights. Fucking hell. A little shop of horrors when I was in sixth year. And I thought, oh, I'll get a bird. I'll get me a bird. Go on about the music department. And um, I get parked inside a fucking big rubber plant and had to go like fucking feed me but I didn't do the voice so it was really weird it's a shift I know isn't it I mate I was also the puppet of the wee under the desk of the, like the wee that's plant. a great fucking film that oh mate how good is that mate? suddenly Seymour what's your favourite bit A Little Shop of Horrors has to be Steve Martin singing in the dentist I think or Bill Murray getting his that's my favourite bit mate aye you're special that's good. I'm going to tell my friends about you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scene stealer, isn't it? He kind of steals the show. I mate, 100%. I thought ay, Rick Moranis is fucking brilliant in that as well. Yeah. Everybody's great in it, man. It's just so good. That's such a, a good film. movie. Um, which brings us to our next song. Little Shop, Little Shop. <laughs> oh, I actually, got, actually, my stomach sank there. Like, what? No. I the set the first time you're like ah he's taking the piss second time you're like ah he's got a brainworm he's just using the podcast button as a way to get a showreel <laughs> <laughs> so that he can go on the West End now that Darius has did a couple of questions came in oh nice yes somebody asked me to t- ask you what's your worst because this is birth- birthday special what's your worst ever birthday present. That you've got throughout your whole life. After present? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm an exceptional gift giver. Really? Like, incredible. It's a bit of a people-pleasing aspect to it. A bit of this, a bit of that. But I'm a good gift giver. I think a lot about it. I'll do, like, do research. I'll have a few ideas. I'll be like, this is what I'm doing. Oh, wait, I'll do this and I'll do that and blah, blah, blah. So I'm just a really considerate gift giver. I like to get the balance between functionality and uh, try to get something that the person wouldn't normally buy for themselves, but they really want, but also that they can use. So Mm. it's it's not easy. It's not an easy game. So I I get disappointed very easily by gifts. When someone gives you a gift? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's because of the time and the effort that I put into um, giving somebody a gift. And usually, and I think rightfully so, people don't really think, the, here's the best gift, and I'll go against all convention with us. Cash or a gift voucher is the ultimate fucking gift for me because then I can buy myself whatever I want. But one year, I get a globe after a girlfriend. No. I have never expressed a want nor need for a fucking globe, but I get bought a a globe. Like a lava globe? No, like a like a 
a globe of the, the world. Didn't he light ah. up? Didn't he? Just a globe. And what was worse was that the disappointment was very apparent. Like, I couldn't hide it. I was like, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a, it was, mate, I think it went in the bin. Oh, man. I, this was the other thing. Like, I just hit that back to you and say, that's just getting this day, my nothing. This is the other thing about it was, is that at the time I was playing in the band, I didn't have a flat. And I, I was I was like fucking sofa surfing almost, like with mates' flats and stuff. I'd never fucking put that. It's like, why did you get me a globe? Um, and she said, I just seen it. I was just struggling to find something to get you, and I just seen this and just don't fuck it, I'll get them that. So that that was the worst. Would you would did you want a dumper? Or is that very intense? I think that's a bit much. I was just disappointed with the gift. I didn't break up with her because she bought me a fucking globe. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the shittest gift that um, I've ever got. Although, when I was growing up, right, <clears throat> don't know if I've ever spoke about this actually on a podcast. Definitely spoke about it, but I had a granny that fucking hated me. Oh, man. Like, didn't like me because I played football on a Sunday. So my family would go to hers on a Sunday in the way it would work. This isn't me tearing up, by the way. <clears throat> it's that fucking Mr. Kipling. Um <laughs> my dad would drop me off at the football and then my mom and my dad and my sister would go to my granny's and have their lunch and then they would come and pick me up so i didn't see her for fucking ages and ages and ages and what she used to do was is on my birthday like in fact fuck the globe i've just remembered <laughs> trauma she gave me a boss football she gave me a football that she bought in a charity shop and we would try to pump it up it was bust but what i was going to say to you was she get into this sort of like weird thing where on my birthday she would buy my sister gifts. She'd buy me something shite and buy my sister like Barbies and stuff that she wanted. And on her birthday, I get fuck all. It almost sounds deliberate. Mate, it was 100% deliberate. Yeah. She didn't like my mom either. Honestly, so that was uh -huh. your dad's mum? Uh -huh. Is she still here? My dad's not here. How's his fucking mom still here, mate? My, that, my, gran my granny Shields. My granny Shields was born in like, my dad was born in. 46 i'm pretty sure that she was nearly 50. Wow. she was born in like 1897 or something like 190 like 1901 or something like that yeah one of my grannies was born in the 1890s and then the other one was born in like the 1910s and i think that was my mom my mom was born in 1947 and my dad was born in 1944. it's crazy isn't that? Uh -huh. and my dad was the youngest of nine because they were catholics so his mom and dad were like a wee bit older, mm -hmm. but no, she's dead, mate. I loved her as well, mate. Yeah. But aye, there's, say to whoever sent that, just send them a message back and like, Paul had a trauma memory. <laughs> I, I, it was kind of weird watching you have a trauma memory as I'm wearing a birthday hat. Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, like when people argue in the Christmas dinner. And they're all wearing their, like, paper crowns. And they're trying to get all fucking serious with each other. And you just kind of <laughs> take them seriously. Um, so that was the only question, I think. That was one question. Um, Do you want to answer it? What's <clears throat> your most disappointing birthday gift? Oh, I've said it before on the podcast. My granddad dying on my birthday. But that wasn't a birthday gift. I think it was a life gift. <laughs> right. It was some type of gift. Maybe it was a gift from Satan. Has MD ever gave you a gift where you've been like, why the fuck did you buy, buy me that? 
I've had a couple of things like alcoholic family members say to me when I'm younger, you're not going to get any presents this year, son, is that all right? T- times are tough. What about a gentleman's handshake? And I'm like, aye, I'm only three, but cheers. Uh, so I think this is quite traumatic for the both of us. I've just had another memory as well where um, it was my birthday and I was at my other granny's house. Now, the, this is why it's like my granny, my my granny shields the one that didn't like me or didn't like my mom kind of like took out and me um my other granny loved me like really like i was like i was the youngest so mm. i was like i had younger cousins but they all stayed in england so they don't fucking count um so she was she was she was really nice to me like my granny kerrigan and um it was my birthday and we were in my granny kerrigan's and my uncle jimmy came in and he had like a black bag and i was pure oh what's he got me for my birthday and it was it wasn't for me, and he hadn't got me in. He'd thought <laughs> it was my birthday. Ah, uh, a fiver then? <laughs> no, hey. I don't even think I got that. Oh my god! I think I've had weird things. Like I used to get a lot of hand me downs. So my oldest brother is fifty, and I'm thirty five. So right. quite a gap. Fifteen years, mate. If you're trying to figure that out, you know I was trying to figure that out. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out. So when I was ten. You know, he was 25. 25. <laughs> so he was giving me his old jumpers and shots and stuff right. for school. So I was just cutting a bit like school <laughs> with fucking men's clothes on when I'm a wee guy. Like so, a man's large Ben Sherman fucking shot. Aye, on. Ben Sherman shit. Like bright fucking aluminous pink and all that. You're like, what the fuck is this? I wonder what, oh, I was going to say, I wonder what prompted that question because it's the podcast birthday. Yes. Well, you gave me the greatest gift that I've ever been given. What's that? Somebody singing the Beauty and the Beast to me, staring into my eyes lovingly. You've also given me the greatest gift. What's that? Friendship. Oh. I've had the time <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Is the the tour name, thank you for being my friend, a direct at me? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> basically. Dedicating the tour to Paul. The tour's been going well, by the way. I was in Inverness on Friday. I made a recommendation for a support act. Yes, you did. How was he? Would you like to explain? I'm in, um, I've got a guy that comes in and does a podcast called The Pine Bean Show, Ross Daly. Yes. Um, he's first and foremost a really nice guy. Yes. But I went and seen him play at the Tenants Bar, which, by the way, another reminder, Brothers and Arms, a comedy night on Saturday night. Um... And I thought he was, I said this to him on his podcast, other than the compere, which is a guy called Paddy. I don't know if you know Paddy. Do you remember the surname? No. I know his face. Aye. He, he's the guy that runs the nights at uh, Tenants. Other than him, I felt like Ross was the only guy that, when I was watching him, felt like a genuine stand-up, like professional stand-up comedian. Yeah. Um, he did 20 minutes. I thought he did really well with his 20 minutes. It's no easy to go up there and stun there for 20 minutes. Yeah. As you know more than anybody so when you said that you were looking for a support act i was like why don't you contact ross yes and i did i've actually gigged with ross before it was down in mcfabs but it was a disaster there was five people in the audience mate right and ross was one of the acts Mm -hmm. and it was one of those ones i said to the the promoter before i went up mate don't keep your money man just wrap it up and let's just finish the night nobody's gonna do well literally nobody done well 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this is no, it's not a Mystic Meg thing. It's through experience. I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Also, there was a couple of people, there was two people in the audience that didn't speak English. So it was just strange. And Ross went up, right? And it was a tough gig. I had a tough gig as well. Uh-huh. But see, through the toughness, that horrible gig, I was like, he's fucking holding himself, like holding, holding court. Mm-hmm. So he done well, considering. Mm-hmm. And then obviously I met him after it and I, I was like, he's a good lad. And then when you recommended him, I was like, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to give him a chance. Um, it was a tough gig, man. He went up and he done really good. He had a great gig. Inverness was a tough gig? Tough as in... Tough, not in a negative way. Are you all right? Mate, that Mr. Kipling's like, what did you put in that, man? Right <laughs> <clears throat> now, I go to okay. Amazon. It's made me pure, it's made me all flammy, not man. You're gonna wake up in a field. Uh, with my fucking pub pegging me. Aye. That's what she wants to do. She wants to peg you? Aye. Is that no normal? Aye. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Did she actually say, Very I want normal. to peg, peg you? Very normal, no. I'm getting a hard on, mate. I'm just fantasizing. Please, gonna stop. <laughs> um, aye, so, it's no Glasgow, right? Glasgow, you can fart into the mic and people would laugh. Mm-hmm. So you can get something called a cold room. Right. So me and Ross went up and it was a cold room because, you know, we're talking to sound technicians that we've never met before. We're in the venue for the very first time. So it was like literally as soon as the, pe- the punters sat down, punters still had their jackets on and stuff. And it was literally just, welcome to the stage. Ross Daly walks out to silence Really? They didn't even clap? I mean, they clapped, but... Right, was it like... Aye. The the term... Aye. Right. The term is cold room. Right, okay. And he done fucking amazing. He did 24 minutes. He done really good. And he set me up. He set me up for a great gig. Mm -hmm. And he, he was model professional. Good laugh driving up. Good laugh driving back. I did, he did 24 minutes. I did one hour and eight minutes. Wow. So it was good. It was how's, a great show. How's the set looking before the, the Oran and more, like grand finale? I think it's going to be different in Glasgow. It's going to look different. Right. Aye. I'm doing a lot of jokes that I've done in Glasgow. I'm taking them to places that I've not done them before, like right. Inverness and Aberdeen. Glasgow's going to look different. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. And uh just glad my recommendation went down well. Yes. And, worked out. and he was hella grateful. Yes, he told he said to me as well. Uh, I know what it's like, man. I've been there. Mm-hmm. I know how tough it is. You've got to when you I think I just go with my gut. Like my gut was just like Ross is a good guy and he's a good comedian. And so if there's any opportunities gone. Yeah, I would recommend them. You know, I'll get them into the next funny bunch as well. It's people, new comedians like look into this like it's fucking rocket science. There's two rules: don't be a cunt and be funny. It's really that simple. Mm-hmm. And see when they stand, doesn't he come calling and people start complaining? Mm-hmm. How come I'm not getting red draws? How come I'm not doing this? Because you've only done fucking twenty gigs. You need to gig more. You need to gig all the time. Aye. Like, I did a hundred red draws before I get a Sunday. And now I'm running a gig at a Sunday. I've got fucking crackpots 
on Facebook that I've never met before in my life DMing me saying, can I get on the Funny Bunch on Sunday? I'm like, I worked 14 years to get that night. 14 fucking years of blood, sweat and tears. And you're just expecting me to give you a fucking gig. It doesn't work that way. It's like playing five asides and then you say, I want to play for Barcelona. No. Doesn't happen. Fuck them. I fuck them all, burn in hell. Send me their names, mate. I'll sort them out. Burn in the pits of fucking hell. I'll take that granny trauma out on them. Hey. <laughs> PTSD flashbacks to that fucking, that mitre fat bone will pump that up. I'm going to fucking kill you. What, Yazud? This pod, the podcast is actually sponsored by Yazud. Imagine, I wonder who owns Yazoo, it's pure. Like, is it like Buckfast Monks? The <laughs> Yazoo Monks? Oh, fuck's sake. They're called Friesland, Capinha, and there's a crown next to it, so I'd say that's probably Spanish. Friesland. And it says, their tagline is, oh no, it's in the Netherlands. Mm. Amsterfort in the Netherlands. I think we should do a pilgrim to the Yazoo factory and, and vlog it. But their tagline is nourishing the nation. Are you sure about that? Are you sure about you that, Yazoo? I don't think you are nourishing the nation. There's a lot of calcium in it. That's not good for me, mate. Why? I've got calisthenic tendonitis. Oh, really? Maybe that's why you feel a wee bit rough. No, I had the Mr. Kipling. I've not touched up. Oh, right, okay. Plus, you're 40 as well, so. Nah, I'm getting old, mate. I'm sorry. Getting older, Mr. Kipling causes me to fucking nearly <laughs> have a heart attack. <laughs> That's he? when you know you're getting old, didn't Aye, you? Mate. You're like, ah, I don't want to risk that, man. It'll give us a sore tummy. Back in the day, you used to just gub fucking acid and eckies and all that. Now we're scared about fucking cakes. What's happened to us, mate? I don't know, mate. Can I double check how long we've done? 55 minutes, mate. 55 minutes. How's that for a birthday podcaster? Oh, beautiful. So after... Chef's we- kiss. Oh, exactly beautiful. chef's kiss um <clears throat> the podcast seems to have took a search recently i mean in the last 10 maybe 15 episodes i think it's kind of like it's got a community it's got Aye, a mate. community of followers we just recently had twenty thousand or 20th thousandth download <sighs> on spotify that's amazing that, that is amazing mate two fucking it. reprobates sitting talking shit every week gibbon and shite a paper full of bullet points. We're no funded by gangsters. Getting gangsters on my podcast every week. Gibbering uh, shite. We are for the scheme, mate. But we are for the scheme. We've done well, by the way. Nobody cares, mate. Nobody cares, <laughs> mate. Remember that one? No. Who was that, mate? I don't want to name him. Ah, he fuck him. He's a good lad. Oh, is he? James English. Nah. <laughs> There's a there's a viral thing that's cutting about, and he's he's interviewing somebody. Right. I think they're talking about assholes, right. and they're like, nobody cares what you think. And the guy's like, ah, nobody cares, mate, nobody cares. And it's just went into this viral fucking sound bite on TikTok. Right, better than my sound bite the other day talking about tasting your income, which went so viral, semi-viral for our podcast. I basically you were saying. What was the question? Have you tasted Jurian Spunk? There's TikTok just fucking, I'm just going to check the numbers on it. Um, no, basically, uh, the guy said, um, basically, like, it's on 138k. Wow. 
138,000 people. 415 people have saved it. <laughs> Why? I don't know. And 400 800 people have like shared it and it's got 5,000 likes. But basically, they were talking about how disgusting it would be to taste your income. And I was just basically like, you try to tell me that you've never tasted your income. And the pair of them were like, no, never. I've never done that. Don't say that. That's gay. And I was just like, I think you're gay, basically. Yeah. Because like, after my girlfriend does the deed and gives me a wee suki, I'm, I'm giving her a kiss, mate. I appreciate that. Yeah. See if a woman chooses to suck your dick, kiss her. Yeah. I've actually said it during blowjobs. I've been like, this is unbelievable. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I can't believe this is happening. Were you disappointed with your first blowjob? I can't remember my I first I remember being disappointed. I can't remember. It had been built up to such a fad. I had put the blowjob on such a pedestal mm -hmm. that when I was like 16 and I finally get my first blowjob, I was a bit like, is that it? Yeah. But no, I've got to admit, I do love it. I remember my first blowjob. What was his name? Hey! <laughs> I was going to say, I hurt my back in the backward roll position. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I ruined your joke there, mate. No, it's all right. You've ruined my birthday anyway, so no. it's all right. It's not your birthday. Our birthday. It's our birthday. Our Did, birthday. We could, we could be like the Queen. We can have two birthdays now. There we go. Yes. We're belly button birthday and the podcast birthday. <laughs> I've got three birthdays actually. Right. Belly button podcast and sober. You're not allowed three. You seem disgusted at that. <laughs> you're not allowed three birthdays. All right, okay. You're not the king. Well, you're the king. You've got a wee crown on. Okay. We'll give you three birthdays. That's fine. <laughs> so going forward in this journey of podcast world where we've got a wee community of people that loves our podcast and... I must say, be, being very kind and very supportive when you message me with stuff, um, it does mean a lot and it's still surreal. So how do you think we can go forward in improving this? Do you think we could make merch, sell cups, fridge magnets? I think that, I, I, I genuinely think, and I suppose, right, so, Remind me on the tickets. I want to know if anybody DM'd you for the tickets. Did anybody listen and go, oh, I want a couple of free tickets for the Funny Bunch? Someone did. Good. Good. Was it a guy or a woman? Guy. Good. Good so, guy. obviously, I never answered. Fuck him. Um, I think the Patreon idea is a good idea. Uh-huh. Making maybe a couple of extra bits of content, a couple of bits of videos every week and putting them into a Patreon and maybe in an hour and a half of a podcast and only putting an hour out and putting an extra half hour and, and try to because it costs like this is this isn't us we haven't planned this mm. have we but it costs money to do this like even if we don't have a sponsor like the the rent and the lights and the electricity everything costs money so yes. we need to find a way to protect the podcast long term i'm yes. happy if we don't have a sponsor me and you do this for free and i'm happy to do that but if people were willing to fund it because we've got a wee community, then we would do more yes. for that money. Yes. I know we're kind of doing it for nothing right now, and we can, but long term, it's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't stop, but we'll figure something out and we'll try and make it work. Uh, but aye, I'm looking forward to the next year, see what happens a day at a time. 
maybe there might be guests we might try and get more musical guests all that type of stuff if you're listening to the podcast and you haven't rated please drop us a five-star rating on spotify apple podcasts all that type of stuff it's it's always appreciated and it it genuinely does help us so thank you very much is there anything else you'd like to talk about paul i'm all right mate i'm just going to go in here and uh, cry myself to sleep about my my granny yeah i want that bastard's name that asked that question do you know what i remember walking i remember my gran came to my house once and i was walking upstairs and she was at the bottom of the stairs and my mum was beside my gran and before i even got to the top of the stairs my gran went that boy's got some size ass and my mom was fucking gutted she was gutted aye and i, I it was kind of before fat like i never really understood being overweight and stuff right so i was like why did gran say that and my mom was like it's all right just don't think about it i'm like all right anyway there's your dinner i'm like why is my dinner seven times the size of an adult male Fucking. <sighs> we're all fucked forgive me father i have sinned <laughs> <laughs> your granny's pure admiring your fucking like, that boy's got a rare farter on him <laughs> I maybe she was just saying he's got some arse on him by the way it's a fucking belter anyway that's that um are we going to close up let's wrap up mate we're on an hour i'm getting anxious huh? what are you doing with the cakes you're taking them with you i can't i'll take them home and i'll i'll uh give them to my flatmate he'll eat them you've got a flatmate huh? didn't you know that well i don't stay in a flat i stay in a house i stay, f- in, a, I stay in a townhouse darren you fucking kept that quiet I stay in a townhouse darren and me and sharon live in the basement and somebody lives on the ground floor how come you're no renting me a room because there isn't a room for you to rent but with an extension <laughs> <laughs> well my uh sharon wants me to build a catio a catio amazing um which is basically like a fucking chicken pen for your cats to go and fucking sit about and but gavin mitchell stays next door and he's got a dog who's a fucking pain in the arse and the wee fucker comes up and sniffs at the window and terrorizes my fucking cats and i'm no building a cat because i think the wee fucker will try and eat them mate do you know that's quite funny i was actually going to ask gavin to be on the podcast tonight oh really because he was on a, he was on my other podcast years ago and he's always good fun you've had another podcast uh i years ago it was just dad and connell podcast that makes me feel abused oh mate it was like five years ago okay. i'd done pretty well the numbers were doing well i'd done gavin mitchell greg uh hempo. hempo i had jordan young and stuff but the people that were basically doing your job were What's the saying? Too many chefs spoil the broth. Yeah. That's what was happening. They started booking guests without asking me. Uh, all that type of Aye. shit. I was like, nah. Fuck it. So I, I decided to end it. Good. And now I'm glad that we're here. Me too. Holiday. Celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> wrap the show. Aye, that's us at the end of the podcast. Look, we're going to wrap it up. We, I'm on a bit of your sugar high. I'm very sorry. I'm feeling giddy. Um, 
Tom Maguire and the Brass Holes. Check out their new single, Rise Up. I hope you enjoy it as much as we do. I've just wrote down a couple of notes here. They've got a massive gig in the Barras in January, so please go and support live music. They're a good bunch of lads. Tom Maguire's a great guy. He's got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that type of stuff. Follow them on Spotify. Um, you know, you know the drill with us. So take care, troops. On a side note, thank you very much for the last year. It's been awesome. Paul, genuinely an all, mate. Face to face. Thank you for this. No, thank you, Tim. It's it a pleasure a every week. Thank you. See you next week. Birthday dab. Ah, for all time's sake. Ah, ah. Sorry.
Right.